It's episode 16 of the Swinford Chats podcast with myself, Tommy Stenson. And myself, Cahill Kelly. In association with the Gateway Hotel here in Swinford. Hi, Tommy. How are you keeping? Good, Cahill. Uh, another week. Uh, well, we, we weren't here last week on the podcast, but we were, uh, we were doing a show of some sort. We we were visible last week, Tommy. We were visible. It was a, a new a new world, you know, as you could tell by the big effort I made to dress up for the for the occasion. Oh, it was it was great. And I think we both agreed that the reaction we've got to the the special, the Paddy's Day special has been fantastic. Yeah, it really hasn't. There was people watching from right around the world, uh, across the United States and and Europe and the UK. And a very big thank you to everyone who who joined in on the night and uh, were part of our virtual audience. Uh, we were really delighted with it, and we hope uh, that everyone enjoyed it as much as uh, we enjoyed making it. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's great when you see so many people so proud of the the Swinford connections and the the Swinford talent that was on show on the night. I think it's it's great to get that kind of you really get the feedback and the messages that we both have received since the show that the sense of pride people felt both locally and wherever they were around the world watching. For sure. And I think, as as we said, Carl, we probably could have filled another 10 hours of a show, but that that's to come in the future. Yeah, Tommy, I just want to say fair play to yourself now. And uh, Chris, was it? Chris, me yeah. Chris, now, I mean, in fairness, people, people know me, know that I didn't do any of the work anyway. But I can, I can safely say, guys, that Tommy and Chris, the amount of work they put into that show was unbelievable. I know Tommy's been working on it now for weeks and uh, to put that effort in. So thanks very much, Tommy. And uh, I think people, as you said, people really enjoyed it. And it was great. And fair play to Chris as well for, for coming up and doing everything as well in such a, a socially distanced way. I think we... We, we had the measuring tape out, Carl. Yes, that stick you have is, is, a great, uh, is a great stick, you know. And as well, thank you. We had some great uh, participants of the night. And the talent, I mean, the musical talent, we're always, I know we're always singing that tune, mm. pardon the pun, on, this, on the show here, but I mean, it, it really was fantastic. I mean, so especially the young talent to be able to, I always admire to be able to go on, yeah. go on like that and sing publicly, yeah. them, you know, it's, and uh, we look forward to featuring them many times over again and again. Exactly, exactly, Carl. I think we'll have to give everyone, I haven't given out a mug in a couple of weeks, Tommy. So I was just thinking I'd have to, I think yep. we'll have to give all our participants last week. I think we'll give them all that. We'll give them we'll a give mug. Them all a mug. <laughs> yeah, aren't they lucky? What, what they put into the mug, what 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 fills the mug is up to them, but... <laughs> yes, yes, I know what I put in it, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But uh, we've, a, we've a lovely show ahead of us now. We're chatting, chatting to two, two lads, Adrian Darty and Andy Campbell, about the, the, the Down Syndrome Centre that's currently in development on the Kelly Road. There's a great story uh, behind that. And it's a fantastic what their what their development up there, and we're going to touch base as well with our our local chemist Owen O'Connor. Looking forward to that. Owen is a good friend of mine now, so looking forward to putting Owen on the on the spot. I'll try not to. You'll have to be tricky questions. You'll have to be nice to Owen though, Carl. It could end up that he could be giving you the vaccine at some stage, so just be careful. That's right. Yeah, but he could be giving me plenty of medication, especially when the hotel opens back up. <laughs> So uh, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll try that lightly. And Tommy, I think we have a very special musical kind of tribute, maybe is the wrong word tonight, but a, 
Yeah, a, a really nice piece uh, from from the Rice family. Um, and we, uh, my memories of, of the Rice family goes back to the variety show, I think. And uh, they put lots of work into that. And of course, uh, Michael, uh, their father, who sadly passed away a number of years ago. Um, but this week he would have been 70. And uh, they uh, posted a song on social media during the week. And I, I think we uh, definitely uh, had to give it a play on tonight's podcast. So uh, looking forward to sharing that with you all a little bit later. Yeah, I think I mean, yeah, you text me over the weekend there with some good news about the podcast as well, Tommy. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, not, we're top of the list, are we? We're top of the list, Cahill, in uh, the non-profit uh, category on uh, on the iTunes charts and the Apple charts. Uh, we're number one and uh, we've been number one for a while now. And uh, I know you were telling me on further research, it's not just one episode that's in the top 10. We have a couple of episodes in the top 10. That's great. So thanks very much to everybody for the support they're giving the podcast and for tuning in on whatever platform you might be listening to us. And it's, uh, we're, we're, we're glad you're all enjoying it. And uh, we look forward to every week when you the, the local chat. Now we're delighted to be joined by local businessman and pharmacist, uh, Owen O'Connor. Owen, you're very welcome to this week's Swinford Chats podcast. Thanks a million, lads. Um, I'm honoured. And, um, you know, it's uh, you know you've arrived when you're on Swinford Chats. Uh, that's it, you know. I'll be, wait- I'll be waiting for this now, you know. I'll be preparing my, my list of questions only now for... For a good while now. That's why I'm so nervous, Cahill, you know. Uh, how are you handling the fame anyway? That's what I'd like to know. I'm just, you know, getting used to it now. Getting used to it, you know. But, you know yeah. uh, hopefully all these people will be you know, knocking on my door when the hotel is open again. I've no doubt. You know? Yeah. No There'll be an orderly queue formed outside. <laughs> no, yeah. As long as it's orderly. As long as it's be- orderly, you know. Believe me, Cahill, the whole town is waiting for you to open. I know. I'm, 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 I'm waiting for it to open as well. Hopefully, please. Please God, now will be soon enough. But uh, so, I just talk about business. Own you're you're located obviously there on Main Street in Swinford. It's been it's a business that's been in the family for for quite a while. Yeah, uh, Carl, it's funny actually. Uh, with everything that went on last year, I actually missed the 90th anniversary of the business. Um, it was only when I saw the White House celebrating their 60th, I think it was Shane and Rita. That I, I kind of thought, oh God, I, I missed it. But like last year was such a blur, I think, for everyone. It's like it didn't even happen. But um, there's a nice story behind it. And um, my, my, my grandfather was from Listole, my dad's dad, Dennis, and my, my grandmother was from Gladry in Belmullet. And um, my grandfather came to work in Adamson's Chemist in Ballina in the late 20s. And lo and behold, my mother, my grandmother was working there in the shop also. And uh, they fell in love and they bought uh, Hamilton's Pharmacy, Main Street, Swinford uh, in 1930. And um, they set about um, having a family and running the business. And um, it was all going quite well until 1942, I think it was, when my grandfather passed away. And um, my grandmother was uh, a mother of six at that stage, and she was also pregnant. So my uncle Adrian up in Sligo actually never saw his father. Um, he had died before he was born. And um, my grandmother then, um, being a tough, determined lady that she was, set about rearing seven children and keeping the business going, uh, which wasn't easy, Carl, in those times. Or, uh, you know, local well, pharmacists yeah. weren't plentiful. And I know they had... Um, great difficulty at times getting pharmacists to work for them. Uh, but they, with the help of, I think they, they were lucky they got one or two 
I think there was a Giblin man from Castle and I, 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 maybe a Barrett man from somewhere else in Mayo that they were great help to them for a long time until my father qualified and came home, I think, in the, in the mid-50s and started the business, or took over the business. And uh, my grandmother stepped back then. I think she had most of the family reared at that stage. And uh, it, that's the way it went from there. Well, that's a really uh, remarkable story of the uh, strength of a, a, a good Irish woman, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, she really was an amazing woman. I was lucky enough to know her. She died in 1988. Um, she really was a remarkable woman, really. And, um, you know, she reared a great family. And um, it was all about her family, really. And uh, she was determined and very hardworking. And, um, yeah, so um, look, at she she left a big mark on the family. And uh, if it wasn't for her, really, we probably we genuinely probably wouldn't be there today because there was times, I think, they struggled to get pharmacists and they, it could have closed easily, you know? Sure. And Owen was the, the pharmacist at the time. Was that located in still the, the building yeah. you were in now? Yeah. So it was only one, one door, one window. Um, and then uh, there was a pub next door. Um, and uh, my father ended up buying the pub. It was Tom Titterington's pub. So I'm sure the, the younger listeners would be amazed to hear that there was a, a pub in Swinford called Tom Titterington's. And uh, my father bought that. And then we slowly extended uh, next door. And uh, eventually then I came home in 2003. And um, as my father said, he was 50 years building up the business and I knocked it down in a day. So um, uh, with the help of Jackie Gallagher up in Kilbride, we set about uh, rebuilding it. And um, amazingly, Jackie knocked it and rebuilt it in 11 weeks. And um, we haven't looked back since, really. It's, 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 uh, it's been really, really good business for us as a family. You know, for 90 years now, it's been it's, it's, it's just a great little business. Yeah, I think myself and yourself both came home, didn't we, in the same the same year? Well, yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, 2003. Yeah, yeah. you've aged better. You've aged better than I have. That's the formaldehyde, Carl. You know, and only, there's a great sense of connection, isn't there, with Swinford when when you have that kind of family history? I know it brings its own its own pressures, but uh, it kind of brings its own kind of sense of belonging as well in, in, in the in the business community and in the town. Absolutely. Um, no, I was thinking about this today, and um, I remember going to a funeral. Um, about two years ago in Bolands, uh, a man in midfield had passed away. And um, like I was dealing with him in the shop for 17 years and he was an absolutely amazing man, a beautiful man. And we had great chats and he was, oh, he was just a really, really nice person. And I was just thinking to myself as I left the funeral home that, you know, if it wasn't for the shop, I would never have known him. And, you know, there's a lot of people like that in the town that, um, you get to know over the years and, you know, you get to know their likes and dislikes and you have some great conversations with them. It might only be once a month, but I mean, it's, it's hugely enjoyable. And uh, that's what a, you know, small shop in a small town, you know, does. Um, and, you know, we lost that connection a bit last year, which was really sad. Um, but we're trying now again this year to get out and get talking to people again, because, you know, ultimately that's what people want at the end of the day. They want to be spoken to and they want to be talked to and they want to know that you know who they are, and um, it's it's it, it's it's brought a lot of very very nice people into my life. Anyway, you know what I mean. You know it yourself, Carl, as well, and Tommy. You know. 
I have to say, of all my years going into O'Connell's pharmacy and uh, when your father was there, Morris, and, and you carried it on, actually, for a couple of years, too, when I went in, I was uh, always called Charlie. And I'd say I wasn't the only one, but it was always Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. But uh, I enjoyed going in because I'd know I'd be called Charlie when I'd go in. So uh, there was... Yeah, there was it's funny always... you say that, Tommy, because my father actually had a, had a habit of uh, putting nicknames on kids that came into the shop and... Um, so many of them now as adults will come into me and say, God, your father used to always call me such and such. And I'd be like, you know, so um, maybe I've licked that off. I've, it wasn't from the stones. I licked it as they say, you know. No, and, and but is there is there a bit of pressure on you on to keep it going for another uh, 90 years, I suppose, to, to keep the tradition going? No, I don't think so. Um, I'm third generation, Tommy. I'm the one that's supposed to um, um, run it into the ground. And... Um, <laughs> They say the third generation is always the dodgy one, but it's so far so good. And um, I suppose, you know, my mother has often said to me, you know, that she enjoyed every day that she worked in the shop, you know. And, um, you know, if when you don't enjoy it, it it's, it's cumbersome and it's laborious, but I actually do enjoy it. I love it. And um, I really don't know what else I would have done. Um, but look, at, at this stage, Tommy, I think it'd be great to get the hundred years out of it. Mm. But um if we've learned one thing in the last 18 months is, you know, you can predict nothing in this world anymore, you know. You've been Sorry, successful Johnny, too because uh, you opened up a second pharmacy, obviously. I know that was in, in the family too, but uh, in Westport. Yeah, um, yeah, that was, uh, my, my uncle, my dad's brother is a pharmacist and my mum's sister is a pharmacist, or was a pharmacist. And um, unfortunately, she passed away in uh, 2014 and... Um, it all happened very quick and about six weeks later I owned the business and um, we subsequently moved the business uh, up to the primary care centre. There's a new primary care centre in Tubber Hill and Westport. So it's a great challenge and what I love about it is that it, it's a very different business to the Swinford business. It's extremely different. So um, it's a great challenge now to see if we can build it and see how we go over the next 10 years or so, you know. We do have a good grounding there. My, my aunt had... Um, a very loyal customer base there and they've stuck with us thankfully i know no over the last uh, year to 18 months as we as we've grappled with COVID, i know you, you've you've been on the, the front line of it and seen this was the effects it's had on the the local community and that yeah um yeah yeah last year was very tough um lads it was really really tough looking back on it and it's only looking back on it you realize how tough it was um you know, it was tough on everyone that I was working with, um, all the girls. Um, everyone was worried. Everyone that was coming in was worried. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Um, I'm a bit concerned at this stage, um, even though we're not getting out of the pandemic anytime soon. I'm very concerned about people's mental health and um, people do seem to be struggling terribly. And, you know, I'm quite cognizant of the fact that, you know, we've been open all the way through this. Uh, there's a lot of people that haven't worked very much in the last year. And, uh, you know, that does affect people's me mental health. And, uh, you know, the sooner we get back to some kind of normality, uh, the better. But there's no doubt about it. Uh, 2020 was extremely difficult, extremely difficult, you know. And I know and we, it's something we've talked about before. Uh, look, we've seen Swinford uh, go through tough times before and no more, no more. This is a tough time. Hopefully the town will bounce back and get together and show that resilience it's always shown. Well, the town will bounce back. There's no doubt about that. Um, 
as they say in Ninarca Carlihela, like if we don't if we don't pull together, we go nowhere. Uh, Westport's a great example of that, and I know it's constantly being being used, but it is a great example of of them coming together, filling the town, and everybody benefiting. You know, um, you know anything that's anything new coming to Swinford is is of benefit to us all. Any new business is of benefit to us all. It brings more people into town, more it gives people more variety to shop and everything. That helps us all. Like you know, I remember. In, in, the, in the Celtic Tiger, when Mary Campbell threw a sale, our pharmacy was very busy. It was as simple as that. You know, we benefited from, from her sale and uh, there's no doubt about it. The, the sad thing about it is, though, that we seem to have less and less businesses, um, you know, every year. Uh, but it has been tough looking out the last year at, at properties being closed. Um, it reminded me very much of, of the recession um uh, what was Patty Smith's across the road from us was was empty for a couple of years I think might have been two years but and it was it was a depressing sight looking across at a building empty all the time and it, it has reminded me of that a bit now but at least I think this is we're going to get over this we're going to get through this but then I really do think we all really have to pull together and uh, to get the town going again you know and I think it will happen there's no doubt about that and I think there's, I think there's great potential. I'm always saying there's great potential in Swinford. We have a lot to offer, and we have a lot of strengths on our side. No more than you know, something a new phenomenon. I suppose it will be the working from home. And I know just before the pandemic hit last year, you had opened up a, a new business there beside you, uh, the, um, the business, yeah. a kind of business hub. Isn't that right? I know. I, I yeah, really, yeah, yeah. It uh, co-work as. Uh, Swinford and uh, really that was uh, my good friend Carl Quinn's idea and um, we we set about we started talking about it and then we realized actually it was quite simple to put together we had the building and it was really enjoyable and exciting but I have to say Carl did most of the work and um, it was it was really going well we had an um, audiovisual conference facilities and we had six desks six hot desks it was just one floor it was the top floor, which is normally empty in every town. And um, it was, we were really excited about that. And it was going really well. But I've no doubt uh, that that's going to come back with, with, um, and that will be in demand. And I know that they're doing something similar up in the courthouse now, which is absolutely fantastic as well. And we've been liaising with them and we're going to work together on it as well. And as I said earlier, anything new for the town is good for the town. And, you know, like, there's no reason, yeah, like, I think, before the pandemic, I couldn't understand why someone couldn't work for a multinational in Swinford. You know, they don't have to be living in Dublin. They can, you know, yeah. they can, they can, and if there's one thing, the pandemic has actually um, fast-tracked that, I think, you know. People have already yeah. relocated, even though they're still working in Dublin. They've, they're relocating west, they're relocating to where they grew up, and yeah. the benefits are huge. They get to drop their, their children to school and be at their desk at nine o'clock after a four-minute commute. There's a there's a quality of life to be had here, isn't there? That's second to none. Absolutely, and you'll work much better for it. And you know, there's a lovely pace of life in the west of Ireland, and that's why we're here, and that's why we love it. Uh, it takes a little bit of uh, getting used to. At first, I know when I came back first, I I couldn't get over like like there was nothing open like until nearly about ten o'clock in the morning. And uh, I could, I was un wondering where people were, like you know, and um, but um, yeah, look at that's the beauty of of living in the West, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great place to live. Uh, you just got to buy into it. Even those dark, dreary winter days, you know, get yourself some good wet gear and get out walking in, in those horrible yeah. conditions, and just you know, feel the rain and the wind and enjoy it. 
he says that and the next day I'll be into him for a cough bottle because I'll have got soaked and, and so that that's why you're promoting that on. See, um, every li- every cloud is a silver lining, Tommy. You know, you're, you're no good to me like um, uh, too healthy, you know. I need you about 80% right, you know. I said to Carl, I, I said to Carl actually when you were coming on, I said um, I haven't had a flu or a cough or anything in, in a very long time and I'm sure that the Fisherman Friends sales are, are down in O'Connell's over the last year. Maybe it's, is it because we're, we're being a bit more uh, cautious and the masks and all that? Well, we, we had no flu season, Tommy, uh, last winter. Unbelievably, we had no flu season. And, and uh, actually, it's funny you say that because I threw a load of um, Hall soothers in the bin the other day. They went out of date. And of course, we do have a distance now in the shop, you know, from the front counter to the people. So that, that kind of um, uh, spontaneous purchasing is, is, is gone at the moment. But it's just we, ha- we actually didn't have a flu season this winter, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Apart from the, the obvious flu, yeah. you know, that, that was the COVID flu that was going around. But um, yeah, um, so yeah, look, at, that was no bad thing anyway, you know. So Cahill, after a couple of weekends, it wasn't the flu he had. It was, it was something else than so. Sore head, that wasn't... <laughs> well, I was thinking about Carl. I was thinking he'll need at least four vaccines to get him get him started. You know? <laughs> that could be, you know, could be several things. I have you wouldn't know. But uh, oh, when you mentioned here that your late grandfather, uh, he was originally a Kerry man. So, yeah. Uh, knowing uh, being a few years younger than you, knowing your the great swim for GA career you had, is that where you you picked that up from? Yeah, um, yeah, probably, probably, but uh, um, I was a mediocre enough uh, club footballer, but I was lucky enough to play with some really good players in Swinford, um, um, particularly our, our minor team in 91, but also the the uh, 94 team that won the intermediate uh, title. Um, some really good players in that team and a lot of inter-county players in that team, you know, um, John McCallion, John Dunn, you know, Michael Smith, uh, David Heaney, Sean, Sean Rockney, um, the Connies, uh, Paul and Sean, you know, it was like they were really good players. And so I was lucky enough to play with fellas like that uh, at club level. But that's about all I was, I was uh, the level. I that was my level. I always think of that team on as well, that 94. It was responsible for so many the younger lads, the likes of Robbie and Paul Mack and Aidan Mack and all them coming up behind them that created the fulcrum of the team for years. You know, Indeed, when, when I think it was the '97 minor team, Carl, that did win. Yeah, did win the minor championship. Those two teams together, it was our '91 team and their '97 team that were um, the, the the bulk of that team with the with the team that actually got Swinford to the, the county semi final and the lost right. to Cross Malina, who won the All Ireland that year. Yeah, so we would have won the All Ireland, Carl. You know, it wasn't that's it. I often, I often think would of that. Been able to handle that, Carl? Would you? Just, <laughs> just about, just about, and. Uh, but we're, one thing we're, we're often saying in the podcast here every week on as well is just the, the amenities and the sports clubs and the different uh, sporting organisations and clubs that are available in the town is great now, isn't it? From when we were younger, it might have been just the GA and the soccer. Now there's so much choice. And I the know you're... The amenities you're are... Great. Yeah. The amenities are fantastic and uh, they're so much improved. We used to talk out on the first tee at the, at the golf course, you know, in, in the open air and... Um, but but I do remember as a kid though, Cahill, we had a lot of clubs. Um, there was nothing you couldn't play. Like I even remember Mario Neal used to run massive badminton tournaments up, up in right. the community yeah. centre. And you know, there was basketball was big and we had golf and soccer and 
GA and you know there was nothing you couldn't play in Swinford growing up and uh, the tennis club as well was really big you know so like it was a great town to grow up in and uh, anybody I talked to anybody I talked to my age or around my age always says that that it was a lovely town to grow up in and it was a great community and um, you know there was nothing you couldn't do in your own town Sure, and uh, I just want one of the events that your family would be very associated with, obviously, is Shemesh Raja, and I suppose a lot of our, our listeners would be interested. Your mum, Regie, she's keeping well on? Yeah, mum's great. Um, yeah, mum's great. Look at she's a great woman. Um, she, um, I get tired looking at her sometimes, you know, she has that much energy. Um, but I'd say one thing for my mother, um, you know, she's she wastes no time in life. You know, she's a busy lady, and um, yeah, she's she's very passionate about Chimsa, as you both know, mm-hmm. and she really believes in it. And I think that just makes it easy for her. Like you know, she really loves it and enjoys it, and she she does it for Swinford. And um, you know, it is a great it's a great festival, and it's it's like the the amount of people you meet around Chimsa is just great fun. It's a second Christmas, which you know a lot of towns wouldn't have. You know. I think it has been great too for uh, even for myself. Um, it's it brings the big stars, obviously, but also it's it's nice to have the opportunity for uh, local craftspeople or musicians or dancers like myself. I know the first the first place I ever danced was at, at the Cayley, and and Breej uh, invited me to it, and she's very supportive of of everything cultural too, which is fantastic. And I know she'll be glad you got that little uh, shanuckle in in earlier on. I I thought of her straight away when you said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said earlier, it's not from the stones we lick it, you know. But um, yeah, Tommy, look at uh, there's one thing's for sure uh, with regards to Shimsa. They've always kept it local as mm. well, and they've never forgot that ethos of bringing up young talent. And you know, yeah. even I was watching your. St. Patrick's Day show, uh, you know, it was fantastic, lads, by the way. I really enjoyed it. And um, But I was just watching Orla Connolly sing, and, she, you know, she's an amazing singer. And yeah. it was just, you know, uh, it was lovely that she's been promoted like that and been shown off like that. She's one of our own as well. And um, it, it was just, it, that that ethos has never changed with the Shimsa. It always supports the local talent. And we give them a stage, which is really important because, you know, take Tommy Fleming, for example. You know, yeah. Tommy started at Shimsa. Um, and um, you know, you know, anything can happen. You know what I mean. But uh, I know, it, it has to be back. given the first stage. You know. Yeah, and I know you can't you cannot underestimate uh, what Teamshill is for a town like Swinford. But it is to Swinford, and I'm so glad they got to celebrate the 35 years uh, anniversary a couple of years back before all this this stuff happened because that was a really imp- important event. And um, as I just said, what it means to so many people. Especially the visitors. I mean, you know, it gives them that reason to come home and keeping that connection is just so important. And we actually, I know we're, we're looking forward to having your mum on. Obviously, we have restrictions lift and we can sit down in person and have a, a right proper chat with her. I you hope know, you have can. plenty of time, lads, have you? Oh, we'll, 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 and, and, you know, and we have to line up Donica, of course, your, your older brother, Donica, who's a great supporter of ours on social media and that, and I was pushing the podcast. Uh, we like Donica. Uh, I'd just like to thank you both for, for putting me before him. You know, first time in my life that's happened. <laughs> I, could, I could work off, I can rub this up now for a long time, you know what I mean? We might give you a plaque on and, and we'll do a plaque up for you. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> And uh, on yourself now, you're, you're married yourself now with four kids now, isn't it? 
Yeah, um, I am, Cahal, and honest to God, uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, we're so lucky, and um, I'm so glad to have four kids, and uh, I'm lucky with Noelle as well. You know, she's she's a brilliant mother to them, and um, look, at, we're very happy, thank God, and long may it last, you know. Well, listen, on that note, we thanks a million for giving up your time to chat with us this week, and we wish you continued success. Uh, look forward to the 100 celebrations and beyond. Yeah, best. thanks, lads. And, um, you know, best of luck to you. You're doing great. Um, you know, 20 years' time now, we'll be talking about this interview. I'll be able to say I was one of the early ones, you know. <laughs> You're doing great, lads. Honest to God, it's really enjoyable. And uh, thanks very much. So we're delighted to be joined on the, the podcast this week by uh, Adrian Doherty and Enda Campbell, two lads very involved in the Down Syndrome Mayo Centre that's currently been developed here in Swinford. I'll jump over to Adrian. And Adrian, you might be able to... Tell us uh, a bit more about the development that's currently taking place at the Kelly Road. Down Syndrome Ireland were donated a house by Marge Campbell and his, uh, his uncle. He donated his house um, and a quarter of his will um, to Down Syndrome Ireland. So um, in 2017, um, well, 2016, my son Louis was born. And in 2017, we, uh, with the chairperson, Angela Black from... Um, down syndrome we went up to dublin to see about organizing it some sort of center or what could we do and it was on that kind of uh, fact-finding mission that we uh, angela had said that there was a house donated so i asked angela to get the keys of the house and basically said look possession is nine tenths of the law they're not getting the keys back so we put a proposal to down syndrome ireland to allow us to have a regional centre and in fairness they backed us um, and Gary Owens he was the new CEO at the time he went and he got us a hundred thousand grant of Smurfit Kappa so you know from the get-go it was like you know uh, all guns were all guns were blazing on it like and this Winford community got right in behind it so uh, you're involved in a lot of the things Cahill there but seems to straw uh, raise money first uh, like there's loads of clubs and societies in Swinford the Swinford Choir the Gardeners Club the Car Players Club you know they all backed us and, and yeah. raised money first like so it's it was kind of like it was tough to get the project going but you know as people kept supporting us you know it kind of drove us on you know to see that geez this is actually going to happen like so uh we got uh, Rattigan Architects in Sligo on board and they actually donated their time to uh, getting the plan permission for us. So uh, uh, Ian Pudney, the architect, and we, uh, myself and Enda, we went down to Limerick to see their centre down there. So we basically tried to have our plans to incorporate as much as possible into it. So the house is going to have, let's say, one side is going to have uh, two treatment rooms and a parental viewing room in between. And then the other side is going to have a large multi-purpose training room that can be split into two uh, and a sensory room. So the large multi-purpose training room would be like for employability programs, training programs, love, you know, all the kind of uh, services and um, uh, programs that are available around the country, but just aren't available in the West. So we have an opportunity to bring all those services to the West and to allow our members, you know, 
achieve independent living and you know live a full life and to support families and young ones you know in the journey so it's going it's look it's it's going good um we were caught a couple of times with the COVID, with the with the lockdown, you know. So it has held us up a good bit, but the project is back up and running again. So it's it's coming together. Um, we also uh, wanted to put in a fully accessible playground at the back, and one of the issues we faced was insurance. And we were working with Peter Gill in Mayo County Council, and he worked with us to get Mayo County Council on board. So it would be actually a publicly uh, a public playground facility so the insurance kind of is transferred let's say onto Mayo County Council so they cover the insurance side of it and then it means that the playground can be opened up to every child that would uh, would make use of it so it's going good um, but look our plan is that if we if we have the centre open uh, uh, by March next year now that date has been has kept being pushed back because of lockdowns, but and then hopefully then the playground will be finished that's that summer. Great, and uh, sorry, Adrian referred to the house being uh, donated there by your by your late uncle March. Who I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be familiar with even your dad, Miha's brother. Can you tell us a bit more about about the story behind that? Yeah, so. Um... I suppose March, I suppose a couple of years before he, he died, um, he kind of mentioned to me that he was he was thinking of donating the house in New Park to uh, to Down Syndrome, um, to Down Syndrome Mayo specifically, but I suppose it, it ultimately went to, to Down Syndrome Ireland. And I suppose his 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 uh, his vision for the house or his dream for the house was that it'd be used, you know, by people with Down Syndrome uh, in whatever way it would it, whatever way it would be best used, you know. So he didn't he didn't mind whether it was going to be kind of a, a a respite center or a training center, but as long as it was it was kept in the hands of Down syndrome and and would be used Down syndrome Ireland or Mayo and would be used kind of for to, to help people with Down syndrome. Um, yeah, I, I suppose he it was kind of a it came as a bit of a surprise to me at the time. Um, but I suppose I, I know I have a son with Down syndrome. Uh, he has another um, great nephew as well with Down syndrome, and I suppose he he tells a story of many years ago when he was living in London. He um, he was sitting on a park bench with his, his dog. He always liked to have a little dog as a companion. And uh, this little girl approached him and who had Down syndrome and sat down beside him and was very interested in the dog. And he was really just touched by uh, her, her, I suppose, her, her personality and by her character. And, and, you know, it kind of really stuck with him. And I think that's, that's kind of what drove him primarily, really, to, to donate the house. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's a fantastic legacy to him that what you're doing with the house and uh, can you just tell us as what what uh, Adrian you mentioned a few of the resources that will be available in the house what would that mean to the, to the to the users to the to the to people using the house uh, well we're we're setting up the house so that it can be used by as many as people as possible you know from cradle to grave you know the whole thing was that if we leave one out we leave all out so it's it's going to be fully wheelchair accessible so it'll have a a toilet, you know, they have to hoist the proper, uh, proper toilet facilities and a sensory room. But the treatment rooms are, will be set up that they, you could have a speech and language, OT and physiotherapy, or whatever combination of them. Like so, um, services, early intervention services are very sparse. Are 
pretty much non-existent for most people. Only talking from my from my own point of view. I don't want to mention anybody else, of course. But like we had to go to England to get services for our son Louis. Like the, it, it's shockingly bad how how bad actually early intervention services are. But early intervention services are bad. School age services are bad, and adult services are bad as well. So the whole the whole gamut of state interventions are are bad so it's not that we can solve the problems of it like but we can give people help so you know if people are getting one or two services a year from early intervention or whatever service that they're tied into that we could give one or two extra as well to them so they're getting they're getting some sort of help but the, the whole idea of the house is that uh everybody can be looked after. So the, the intention is to put in then as well is a regional officers. So serving the four counties, Mayo, Roscommon, Leitrim and Sligo. But having a regional officer based out of the house will actually pull all their services. So you've got people with Down syndrome have the lowest participation rate in employment. The less than 5% of people with Down syndrome are in employment and they they want to work people want to work like so hopefully this house will give us the ability to run our job preparedness uh, programs for people and link up with employers to 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 get people work like so it's 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 a full suite and it's it's about helping everybody in each stage of their life i seen a fantastic uh, video during the week as it was uh, world down syndrome day and it showed um the, the different areas that uh, that people could work in and i suppose what what um counties would the people be coming from would it be uh, just the west of ireland that would be using the center adrian well it's it's going to be look it's it's primarily for the four counties but uh, every member of down syndrome ireland will be more than welcome in it like you know uh, I, th- I was listening to Carl before or yourselves on one of your podcasts about how strategically located Swinford is and you were on about Mayo and you know how it's it's the gateway for Mayo but it's also the gateway for Connacht because literally an hour in every direction you pretty much cover the whole of Connacht from Grange down to down into Galway into East Galway into Roscommon you know the whole Swinford is kind of bang in the middle and it's got the two rows there, the N17 and the N5. So we want everybody to, uh, everybody that will make benefit of it, of the house to come use it. And also having the fully accessible playground at the back means that it won't be just uh, kids with Down syndrome that will be using it. There's, uh, you know, kids with all other disabilities. They don't have an opportunity to play. So having the fully accessible playground will bring people from all over the all over the region to it. I suppose if people want to, um, you know, all these things need funding. Is there continuous fundraising going on? I suppose it's hard at the moment with with COVID or how will that work? Is there funding needed uh, when the centre opens as well? Yeah, that's look, there's always money is always needed. Now, money is flowing into us and, you know, we're, we're being extremely fortunate. I mean, you were involved in one of the events, Tommy, with us, the, the, the cycle around Ireland, the lads on the Mayo Ultra Cyclist, they raised nearly 40,000 for us so far. 
there's been loads of community events in, in, in Swinford that have raised money for us. But at, at the minute, let's say our fundraising thing now at the minute is the mini women's mini marathon. So we're one of the charities that you can choose to support on that. Uh, but we have an I donate page set up. So on all our social media, on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, there's uh, links for our I donate, um, our I donate um, fundraising platform. So look, we're we have funds and we are we are still working away on the project. But look, we're going to always need money for running up the services and to, to finish off the building. Right into, I think one of the big fundraisers planned in there was going to make uh, was going to join our families. Isn't that right? Yes, yes. And <laughs> I was like only a great fabled mock wedding that hasn't happened. I know. You that wedding was just, you know, that wedding caused the whole country to be shut for. <laughs> that was the lockdown. That's the rumor, all right. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure Dougie is as anxious to get married as as uh, Siobhan is as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're right. future. It'll happen. We're anxious to we're anxious to get him married. Uh, in the, yeah. Oh, absolutely, I'm sure. <laughs> just in case anyone's wondering, there, that's the the mock wedding they needed. The the, the Down syndrome uh, centre was planned for the 14th of March last year, mm. and was, we had to call it a postpone it. We talked for a few weeks. Yeah. Time, but, uh, we know we yeah. definitely when that party happens, we know that this is fine. Yes. You know, we were so naive, weren't we? we were there? Oh, look. <laughs> Look, we'll rearrange that now for a couple of weeks. Do you have yeah. any more dates there, Cahill? And we'll see. Yeah. And, Was so. Cahill going Adrian, I'm still drinking the extra stock. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> were you going to be a best man, Cahill? Or were were you involved, Cahill? You know, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Okay. I, was, uh, I, uh, I, think, I, I actually think Shane, Shane was more like for that job than, than, <laughs> than I was, you know. But I know we had a good night for the stag anyway. We yeah. managed to get the yeah, stag sure, in. Sure. Yeah, we managed to get the stag in, so... Uh, we had a good night for that, but uh, no, it's, it's but yeah, it's it's nice to see so many community fundraisers um, happening in there, isn't it? And I, you know, I know it all. It all it not only brings money into the pot, but it also brings awareness to the project. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, as Adrian Adrian touched on on a number of groups and clubs in in Mayo or in Swinford that have have donated time and money to it. I mean, it's just it's heartwarming to see the the, the outpouring of support from from particularly from Swinford about the project. Mm seems to be uh, unending really you know they just you know every every once in a while we're hearing of different clubs who want to contribute and, and just get involved and, and help in whatever way they could and it's just yeah it's great to see and long may it continue because as Adrian said when, when the centre is, is up and running you know it's going to need constant funding to, to keep it running so hopefully that goodwill will remain long into the future. Yeah I think it's, it's going to be a great addition mm. to, the, to the town I was going to say I'll Slip Adrian an envelope if he manages to say gave me another time, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it, it does uh, highlight that the Swinford is, especially for those four counties, so well located for bringing people to to a, a central point where they can all avail of these great source resources that are going to be on offer uh, in the house. So you mentioned a couple of times that COVID has hit a few stumbling blocks with you, but. You're 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 back on track, LG, and and hopefully it's gonna. Oh look, we're we're way behind where we wanted to be, but we just have to keep plugging away at it because um, there's no real point in getting downhearted. About, look, like with a project like this, you're probably if if I to know what I know now, I probably would have been a little bit more um, less gung ho taking it on, you know, because of all the pitfalls or whatever. 
but you know you get knocked back and then somebody rings up and says look we want to do something for you i want to do a walk for you you know these are the kind of things that keep you pushing forward like you know it's when when you see so many people believe in it and so many people want it it's kind of like you know it keeps you g'd up to keep going on even though yeah, the following day you might get a kick in the teeth with something going wrong, but you, you just dust yourself off and keep going again. Like, and if people want to keep up to date with how the the project is going on, uh, we've a couple of channels that people can. Yeah, our social media. So it's all under Down Syndrome Ireland West. So you've uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and so and then we've a website as well. But like the website isn't fully functional yet you know but it's 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 there but really our facebook twitter and instagram channels have all the have all the information and we kind of try and keep it updated with work that's going on as well like so this week now there's stuff going on with the the floor has been reinstated so there'll be videos and stuff going on about that the whole time like that's fantastic continued success with the project and we very much look forward to uh, doing a podcast where you're on and let us know when the big opening opening date is and uh, if we can ever be of any help uh, give us a shout please ask and I think I've seen Thank over the so last much. I've seen over the last couple of while that the passion that that the guys have for this house and uh, it, it is spectacular they do have great passion for it to be opened and uh, we look forward to that day Thank you so much Thanks very much guys and listen thanks thanks for all your support and your continued support in the project it's, it's very much appreciated Well, many of you will have known Michael Rice and will have some fond memories through his huge dedication and work with the local drama and variety groups. And I myself would have gotten to know Michael and, uh, of course, his daughter Deirdre and Aaron through the variety show in Swinford. And uh, I, I know many nights were spent in the vocational school rehearsing for the big show that would take place in the secondary school gym. And Michael sadly passed away a number of years ago, but this week, would have been his 70th birthday and his daughters posted a tribute to him on social media they uh, sang a song for him beautiful singers so I think it's fitting that we play that track tonight on the podcast so here is the Rice Sisters
time now for our local news segment here on the Swinford Chats podcast. And of course, a number of weeks ago, we spoke about Mary Kane uh, with Julie Doyle from the Mayo Association. And of course, uh, good news for for Swinford and for Mary, uh, because she's been appointed by the uh, Law Society of Ireland Council uh, as Director General pending a permanent appointment. So a huge congratulations to Mary, uh, who becomes the first female director general in the society's history. So uh, that's that's a huge achievement and uh, well done to Mary. So this week, I just want to mention that Swinford Charlie Town's initiative that's taking place uh, next week on Good Friday. Uh, this is an, a national a national event that happens every Good Friday. It's the national spring cleanup and Swinford Charlie Towns gets involved every year. So uh, I'd ask you to keep an eye on uh, Swinford Charlie Towns and Swinford.ie social media channels over the next week or so for further information. But what we're going to be doing is asking people, obviously all social distancing and COVID rules will apply here, but if people could go out in their bubbles, in their families, pick a spot in Swinford and go, we're going to pick up the litter uh, today, there on that day. And what we'll be doing is we'll be arranging for bags and pickers to be able to be collected from the car park of the Gateway Hotel and for the rubbish to be left back there as well. And we'll dispose of it in the, in the proper manner. So, as I said, please keep an eye on the, the Swinford Charlie Towns and the Swinford.ie social media channels for, for more information on this over the coming week. And I'd ask you all, if you have a bit of spare time uh, on Good Friday, to just pick that area, let us know, and go out and just pick up the litter. And of course, as always, we'd always be asking people to be litter conscious. If you see litter, pick it up. It does make a great difference to the town when uh, it's kept litter free. Congratulations to Avril Neefsey from Swinford, who is a member of the uh, Symphonic Waves Orchestra uh, and the Galway Traditional Orchestra, who uh, participated in a special collaborative performance at Furbo Beach in Connemara recently, and it was broadcast on St. Patrick's Night on RTE1 television as part of the St. Patrick's Festival celebration. So well done to Avril. So the Swinford GA 50-50 draw took place as usual last Tuesday night, and the lucky winner this week was Eamon Island. Congratulations, Eamon. Uh, tickets for or envelopes for the Swinford 50, 50 GA draw can be got throughout the town or online on the Swinford GA website, where people can also contact the club officers about uh, renewing their membership or signing up for the GA National Club draw tickets. And I know the GA club wants to thank everybody who uh, supported their recent Cheltenham Challenge. And hopefully Eamon is uh, nice enough to share some of that uh, lottery wins with his lovely neighbours. I wouldn't say no to a bit, Cahill. And uh, going on to enrolments for the local national schools. Uh, All the local national schools are now taking enrolments for September. uh, So you can check out the websites uh, for all the local national schools for more information about that. This went for Pink Lotto. It took place last Monday night. Again, there was no winner and it continues to grow by €200. I think it's up around... 17,400 euro mark now. So the pink lotto uh, tickets can be got throughout the town and they obviously support the ongoing projects that are taking place up around the immunity park. Swinford so Athletics Club uh, 50-50 draw is back in action every week and tickets for the 50-50 Athletics Club draw can be got throughout the town. And that brings us to the end of uh, this week's podcast, uh, Flying By Again. And of course, a very big thank you to all our guests. Yeah, so really enjoyed that show now. I was supposed to- be worried after the high we were on last week after the the Paddy's Day special, you know. Uh, but uh, it's good to be to, it's good to be back where there's no camera on me, you know. Or, so uh, pressure is off. Tommy, I know. I actually I did, I did remind myself what was the question I asked you a couple of weeks back, uh, and it was I suppose it was coming up to the Paddy's Day celebrations. Then 
and I asked you before, obviously last year and this year, when was the time before the Twinford had to change its its Paddy's Day parade celebrations? Well, I have not to too long ago. not too long ago, but I I have to say that uh, without the without the help of the people, you know, telling me the answers, uh, I probably would find it tough. And uh, I think we all heard on our St. Patrick's Night special that Shane Campbell may have given it away this week, and of course, it was something to do with the foot and mouth disease. That's right. Back in two thousand and one, when we got hit with the, the foot and mouth, uh, I think I, I do think the parade did happen uh, later on that year, but it didn't go ahead. And it's usual, obviously, March the seventeenth. But uh, yeah, no. So I've, I've been, I've been kind of racking the brain, thinking what or what. I'm, I think I'm under more pressure trying to think up these questions than you are trying to trying to answer them. But, well, uh, Carl, it's not just me. Today, no, I was actually. It's it's not just me. There's a whole there's an entire people waiting for this whole, question. This, this is a whole. This could be a podcast on its own. But um, that that just puts more pressure on me. You know, tell me when I when I hear that. But uh, I suppose today I was I was busy today now in the hotel uh, as we said before that uh, I'm lucky to be working on new developments for the hotel. And I suppose it got me thinking, Tommy. See, and and I give you just three three answers to this, and I give you uh, if you give me two of them. Okay. But the hotel. As it is now, consisted of three, three, three premises on the main street. Okay. Three families. You know, well, one was one was a, a pub. One was a, I don't want to give too much away, but if you give me a, if you give me what two of them, two of the oh, names of them, like was, who, 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 who were three they? buildings. This was I'm okay. making this confusing. It was made up of three different buildings. And once you, if you let me know what two of them, at least two out of the three were. Next week now, and yeah. Okay, I'll go so back. And I kind of took an easy route out. So you know, I was in the hotel this evening trying to think what, like, what I ask them. You know, so uh, I said I'll, I'll narrow it down to to myself this week now, and I'm sure all the people listening now as well will be able to maybe help me. I think, uh, yeah, I think they'll get that one pretty easy. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Be interesting now to know, yeah, to will everyone will what, what will people? I'll say they will, but it's 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 been over. It's been a while now since some of them were there, so you okay. never know. Okay. Well, well, we'll put it to the test uh, this week and see how we get on. And of course, uh, if you do want to tell me, you can get in touch and we'd love to hear from you. Maybe it's not even about the question of the week. It could be about anything. Uh, then definitely do get in touch. You can email us, swinfordchats at gmail.com. Or of course, uh, follow us on any of our social media platforms. That's all for this week. So uh, until next Thursday, do stay safe and we look forward to chatting to you then. <laughs> <laughs>